This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean, and I just wanted to take a minute here at the top of the show to give a little bit of warning. This episode is heavier than usual. Rick was here, and uh, our guest was Christopher D. Philippus. And we talked about some of the usual stuff. We talked about the season of The Flash, and we talked about Thor Ragnarok. But the second half of the episode, we dedicated to talking about this epidemic that's being uncovered in Hollywood. Evidently, Hollywood is infested with people who sexually abuse people. There have been victims of both genders come forward, and there are allegations of child molestation. And it's truly been an awful couple of weeks to watch the news. There have been allegations against Kevin Spacey, Brett Ratner, George Takei, Louis C.K., Charlie Sheen, lots and lots of others. Normally, we're a fun show. We like to talk about all kinds of stuff in movies and TV. But we're also people and we have opinions. So this week, I used a platform that I have, which is this show, to talk a little bit about it. Because I think that the discussion is the only way to keep it from going back into the shadows. So if you don't want to hear about it, then you might want to skip this week's episode, but I hope you will. And I hope that you'll contact us and let us know what you think about the issue as well. You can write us on Facebook, Twitter, or on the website at CosmicPotato.com. Or you can send us a text message or leave us a voicemail at area code 205-642-8380. That's area code 205-642-8380. Thanks for joining us this week. Now let's crank up the theme music and get the show started. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray and John's not here tonight, but I've got a couple of friends of the show here with me. Rick is here. How are you, sir? I am well. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. And Mr. Christopher DeFilippis, how are you? I'm great, Sean. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Um, Well, I mean, we've got, we don't really have a a, a topic per se. We're going to talk about several things, a couple of movies that are out, some different things that are going on in the news. The first thing I wanted to start with was, are you guys watching The Flash this season? I'm only two episodes in. Uh, I've okay. just been so busy. Well, I, I haven't been hearing good things about it, and the fact that I like The Flash at all is still kind of a, a mystery to me, and so <laughs> with with the the not so great press and and with everything going on with the hurricane and and work and stuff I just I f- finally last week was like oh I have some time off and I don't have anything to edit and I don't have anything to read and I don't have anything to watch for another show let's watch a couple episodes of the flash and I'm uh I, I didn't dislike it I'm just so sick of this we have one big bad guy orchestrating all of the nefariousness for each season, and this Davros dude, whoever he is, I don't know. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm only two episodes in. Uh, it looks like they're going for the same 
pattern again, and I'm not so sure I want to sit through that for another season. Yeah, well, Chris, have you been watching it at all? I've caught up to about the third episode or the fourth, and I, I have to say, Sean, I am getting to be on Team Rick here. I look now at my DVR, at the Supergirls piling up, at the Arrows piling up, at the Legends of Tomorrow piling up, and I just I took it upon myself to finally just give in and erase them all because I just don't care about those shows anymore. I've tried, <laughs> but I find myself on my phone, like seeing what you guys have posted or just generally surfing the net while they're on in the background as filler and noise. And the only thing I kind of care about is keeping up on some of the character beats so that I know where the individual characters are. But as far as the plot, and the stories and the villains I couldn't give two hoots. And the only one that I am keeping on the DVR and still watching, even sometimes in spite of myself, is The Flash. And that has to do with mainly the fact that they introduced Plastic Man, even though it's a long-headed man. Plastic Man is probably my second favorite superhero. And although The Flash is using Ralph Dibney, they really cast someone that looks like Yellow Brian, and he acts like Yellow Brian, and he basically is Plastic Man. So that gives me hope to at least sit through the season for the character stuff, maybe some cool Plaz action, and always Harrison Wells is 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 a good addition. So, is he back? Uh, well, you got Harry. Harry came back for a couple episodes. I missed okay. one, so I don't know. You know, um, HR is dead, of course, but Harry yeah. is back. See, so that's, that's I've been kind of kicking myself on that because I have one one thing that I've been complaining about since season two is the the constant introduction of a new Wells. Uh, and I never liked HR when 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 they killed him. I was like, yes, finally. Uh, but now I'm two episodes in. I'm like, I miss having a Wells around. Right. And the so. thing is, it gives it gives Tom Tom. What's his last name? <laughs> Gives him something uh, to do. And yeah, yeah, I can't he, think of it off the top of my head but, either. But the thing is, he's he's a talented guy, and he's playing a different character from his point of view every season, and it shows. He doesn't just phone it in. He tries to be a different Wells every time. So I like that. And I like the gruff Wells from Earth, too. I made yeah. a joke once where, um, and I think Wells actually said it after I made, uh, I posted on one other website somewhere at some point, when they first introduced Harrison HR wells and yeah. uh <laughs> i said from his point of view he would say f you guys i'm from earth one this is earth two and that's then, like, something i've been right. saying all along and then, and then yeah. three weeks later he said something like you do realize that from my point of view i'm from earth one this is earth two and i said he read it he read my post <laughs> <laughs> well i think because because when they brought hr in the, the 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 goofy one and he's like i'm from earth 27 and and you know i'm i People know that you know that uh, I am not a comic book person. Uh, it's it's one of the great mysteries of my reality is that as much into the nerdy stuff as I've been my entire life, I never got into comics, and the multiple Earth things is one of the reasons. Anytime I try to get into something, and they start pulling those, you know, oh, we can come up with any version of anyone we want because they have access to six million different Earths. That to me just pulls the stakes out of anything. Uh, but with the Flash, uh, it's been the performances that have kept me coming back. I I so love the characters, even though the plot lines make me crazy. 
you know, my, my catchphrase all uh, all last season was "Damn it, Barry." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's still. I mean, they, I think they do it now just as a as a nod to fans and as a okay, we get it smirk. Somebody is always saying "Run, Barry, run," <laughs> yeah. and it's just like you think Barry would have learned that lesson by the end of season two. I hope. <laughs> But they still do it. I guess it's uh, maybe they're as self-aware of it as we are at this point. But I think Ira said it in the last episode I watched, and it's just like it also doesn't hurt that I think Candace Patton is beautiful. So yeah. anytime she's on the screen, I'm going to be looking at it anyway. As misogynistic and gorgeous. horrible as that is, but you know. <laughs> well, the C- the CW doesn't hire ugly people. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, th- this season has just been so hit hit or miss with me because uh, uh, some episodes I really like, and some of them, like the one that I, I know you guys haven't seen this week's episode yet. I won't spoil the plot, but um, last night's episode was not good. I mean, it was just. It was just bad. I mean, the um, the episode from last week was kind of a comedy relief episode. You know, Barry got drunk and, you know, but it was bachelor party night, basically. Yeah, so that's the and, last uh, one I saw. Yeah. And then, but the one last night, you were talking about you like it when uh, there's different versions of Harry Wells. Well, he he does that la- last night because in the, with the, the B plot for this episode is. He's introducing Cisco to some of his friends, and all of his friends are versions of himself from other worlds. <laughs> and, and they're like really weird versions. Like one has a heavy German accent, and one of them is a cyborg, you know, stuff like that. So it just, it really got off the rails last night. But, and I remember Plastic Man from when I was a kid because I used to watch the cartoon. I never read the comics or anything, hmm. but I just didn't remember him being as goofy. I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, uh it's like Jim Carrey from the '90s <laughs> playing well, this character, you, you know. But, um, you got to read Plaz in the comics, and I fell in love with him. I remember him from that same cartoon with Baby Plaz and Hula Hula and Penny. Right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. was that was the '70s, early '80s version that we watched. But I started reading uh, JLA, the DC title. I guess it was. I want to say it was Grant Morrison's run. And Plaz was a charter member of the JLA. I mean, he was right up there with Batman, Superman, and even Alex Ross, you know, the famous artist who does all of those almost lifelike portraits of the superheroes. He, right. sees, yeah. um, he sees Plastic Man as up there Batman. Uh, it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Plastic Man. And Plaz to him is like the trickster god of the JLA and essentially necessary. And there was one scene that I was reading in one of the JLA books from that run where Batman said, you know, if Plastic Man had a mind to, he could probably kill us all. And that, to <laughs> me, was like, you know what? You're absolutely right, because he's not human anymore, and he's immortal. And there's really no way that they have figured out that they can kill him. If he can stretch himself, he can infinitesimally, like, he could stick his finger up Superman's nose and scramble his brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the way, you know, other than the fact that he's also funny as hell. I really grew to respect the character. So um, seeing him, even though it's not him, it's elongated man. Even Julie Schwartz said, though, he said, if I had known that we had the rights to the name Plastic Man, I never would have came up with elongated man because it's a dumb name. But the character <laughs> of Ralph Dibney was introduced in The Flash, in The Flash comics. So that's who that's who they went with because it jives with their canon and their continuity. But yeah. still, they really cast someone that looks just like just like Plastic Man. 
you know. They need to change his outfit because they put him in. They put him in a super suit last night, and it was not good. I mean, it was a. They even they said in the plot that it's a prototype, so I'm, I imagine it's going to change. But it was just like a basic, like a silver jumpsuit <laughs> you know with a hood on it so but yeah i just wanted to touch on that because uh i'm i don't understand i don't understand with the flash why they set up these storylines that you think are going to last entire seasons and they wrap them up in the first episode of the season because they did that last season with uh flashpoint they wrapped up flashpoint pretty much at the beginning of the season i mean it had there were lasting effects after that but the main plot was done by the end of the first episode. And they did the same thing here. They did that cliffhanger from last season, and then when they bring it back this season, they wrap all that up by the end of the first episode. And uh, and I, I really wish that they would stick with that a little bit. Well, I think it's also, though, a testament to the writing on the flashes there. They try to be a bit more dynamic, and that's why I've stuck with it. I mean, you can only get by so far on the inherent charm of Melissa Benoist or Benoist, however you pronounce her name, as Kara. And that's what kept me coming back to Supergirl because I just really loved her character and I loved her as a screen presence. But the plots are so trite and so just boring and teenage. And I get it. It's for 14-year-old girls and I'm 47. Duh. <laughs> but at the same time, you have Arrow, which is just relentlessly tedious with one villain throughout the entire season that uh, Holly is always, you know, at odds against. And then at least with The Flash, you get something different every few weeks. It's And maybe you'll have that overarching villain, but they're not afraid to wrap things up, introduce things new, and just, just keep it moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Super the first season of Supergirl was awesome. You know, they, they the the fight, you know, the fight choreography was weak as hell and they were still trying to figure out the special effects and stuff. But I I loved the stories. I loved the dynamic between uh Kara and um her sister and uh you know, the stuff with with Jean Jones and and it just it was great and then they brought in freaking Monel. And Last season was just terrible because it was all about Monel and Supergirl falling in love with this reprehensible scumbag, and they finally got rid of him. And then uh, I think they brought him back. I haven't seen. Well, that's seen that's it, the but, thing. Yeah. He he. They get rid of him at the end of the season because uh, I gave up. I gave up after the the musical episode, which was the crossover, which was abysmal. <laughs> I kind of um, liked it, but I just anytime you can see Kara and Barry together, that that makes me happy. So, uh, I I was just a, a shocked at how bad the music was because uh, you know they're both very talented singers, and the stuff they were given to perform was terrible. Um, and again, it was all about. Him being all weepy over Iris and her being all weepy over Monel, and and then when they finally got rid of Monel and they brought Cat Grant back, I was like, all right, I'm back on for the end of the season, and it ended. You know, it was still a shadow of its former self, but it was getting better. And then I find out that they're bringing him that he's coming back this season, and so I just haven't had the, I just can't work up the wanna to get to the point where I care about the show again, and then they bring him back. And yeah. I, I just I don't I, and I know that uh Ro Karen, who is my, my co host from the Starbase sixty six podcast, who is notoriously hard to please when it comes to these shows and has she 
she has written essays on why Monel was so bad for for Supergirl, and she's stuck with the show, and she's been raving about this season, and I just haven't been able to get up the 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 wanna to watch it. You know, I know that dirtbag is coming back, and they I've seen interviews with the writers, and they're like, yeah, we want to do this redemption arc, but the thing is. They had her fall in love with him when he was a scumbag and he was lying to her and he was manipulating her and doing all of this toxic relationship stuff. After building Supergirl up into this role model for girls, finally a good, decent, well-written, well-acted, reasonably well-realized uh, hero show that young girls – you know, my little, my little girl, my six-year-old, when she's a little bit older, would be able to watch these shows and really get into it. And then they're putting her in this – horrible toxic relationship that just destroys that entire house of cards they built for over two seasons yeah and here endeth my rant <laughs> yeah i karen wasn't crazy about it last night her i think her status update was well the, that this season of supergirl was pretty short because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> they brought oh, my back she, and she hates my right. so. well the, I, I believe the, so yeah <laughs> all right the the only thing that kept coming back to me was I asked myself, would I still be watching any of these shows if they weren't these? De- oh, Penny, shut up! <laughs> I kept asking myself, would I be watching any of these shows if they weren't, quote, DC Comics shows, if it wasn't these characters? And I just came away with no almost every time. You know, it's just... It, but that can only go so far, you know? If you're not enjoying it and it's just becoming a slog, then then why bother? I mean, another one, like Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Love the concept. Love the characters. Hate the writing. Hate the stories. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got Firestorm, one of my favorite characters in the comics. And I like, I like Jax. I like the professor, but they never get to do anything. It's awful. I love I love almost every character on that show, but I just can't stand the way it's written. So it's it's just like... How much more time am I going to waste on this stuff? Yeah, yeah. The Flash is the only one out of the ser- out of all of those shows that I really watch every week. And Supergirl, I I record. I haven't watched them yet, but maybe over the holidays I'll catch up with it or something. Arrow, I didn't watch from the beginning, so it's it's kind of a chore to go back and do it now because they're five six seasons yeah, in. I, I can tell you this, Sean. Um, watch the first season of Arrow just so you can get a feel for the characters. And then go to the end of the second season with De- Deathstroke, and then forget about the rest of it, because Manu Bennett is is pretty incredible as Deathstroke. But after that, it's just the same stuff, kind of rehashed over and over again. Oh, you know? yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Thor. I know Rick hasn't got to see it yet, so this is going to be like a spoiler-free discussion of it but i did want to touch on it since it's still kind of fresh in theaters it's only been out for a couple of weeks but uh chris you've got to see thor ragnarok right yes i have okay this i'm i i have been on the show and said that i'm not a big fan of the thor movies the first two thor movies i mean the uh the first one was 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 a a good movie and it was uh necessary to watch to get set up for avengers the second one, I got so bored with it. I don't even think I finished it. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just I just got bored with it. I don't know. I mean, it, it has some great special effects, but it was just I don't know. It was just slow and boring to me. I don't I don't know what it was, but uh, but this time they went a completely different direction with it. And they, and they made basically a comedy. Uh, a, a lot 
kind of along the lines of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, a, it's along those lines. There's a lot of joke jokes in it and some really uh, spectacular special effects and, and fight scenes and stuff like that. But I, I, I really like this movie. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it is good. The only problem that I have with it is that there's a couple of scenes where they kind of make Thor look like an idiot. <laughs> and I'm wondering how they're going to write their way out of that later. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, you know, Thor has always been somewhat of an idiot because he's a fish out of water character, and he's also pompous and self-important, and they can always use that to cut him down um, when he doesn't get the joke or when that blows up on him. And this was just that times ten. I think that. Um, you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't watch The Dark World to the end because I was kind of in the middle of punching out on that as it was going on in the theater and then the third act kicked in and it was completely gonzo and crazy and hilarious and I was like, wow, this really got good really quickly. It did a 180 and I think that that's the reason why you have Ragnarok now with that tone because it capitalized on all the stuff that happened at the end of the last Thor movie thematic, not thematically, but tonally that really worked and then ramped it up to 11. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I, I gotta be honest with you. I think the comedy in Thor Ragnarok worked better than the comedy in guardians Two, Cause guardians Two seemed almost too self-aware. See, we're being funny now. See, we're being, you liked it when we were funny. We're being really funny yeah. now, aren't we? <laughs> it was it was a little too on the nose with all of the humor. Everything was a gag in that movie. Whereas this, I I think Thor had a better balance of story and humor. Ragnarok, anyway, yeah, yeah. And I, I love the way that they worked the Hulk in because uh, he was in the trailer, and they kind of made it seem like well, Hulk's going to have a cameo. But Hulk had a big part in this movie. I mean, the second half of the movie, he's basically in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I like that, and 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 he was funny as well. He's able to talk now, <laughs> you know. Mm. And then uh, they they have said that when they make the next Thor movie, that it's going to be more of a Ragnarok two than it is going to be a Thor four. So okay, they're gonna they're gonna keep with that same tone. But are they uh, are they, are they definitely making another Thor? Because wasn't it three and done for Hemsworth as far as Thor pictures go? Or are they gonna downy him? I don't know. I just I, the, the article that I read, I, it may have said if it may have said if, mm-hmm. but it, it did it did say that if there were to be another Thor movie, it would be more along the lines of a Ragnarok two. So well, not to be spoilery, but I don't know where they would go from there because it would be a completely different kind of Thor movie than anything we've seen before. I've taken my headphones off, so if you guys want to uh, want to talk a little more frankly, <laughs> no, 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 because I don't want to spoil it for the audience. All I can say is, oh, okay. all I can say is that, um, per you know, just just by nature of where this movie ended and the fact that Infinity War is coming up, that Thor and Loki are going to be in um, completely different places than we've ever seen either of them before. And to make Ragnarok 2 is going to be a bit of a chore or or, or a sleight of hand or something. Maybe unless they mean tonally, like like we were discussing. But what do you think, Sean? I mean, how does it jive with what we saw? I don't know. It it really depends on what happens in Infinity War. Because by the end of Infinity War, they may, you know, wipe the slate clean for everybody. It may, everything may start over. So, you know, it, 
you never know with sci-fi what they're, what they're going to do. But uh, I did have another question about this is just about MCU uh, overall. But the standard for the MCU from the beginning has kind of been Iron Man. Iron Man was the first really big movie that they came out with. Um, we've kind of had this idea that Iron Man is the foundation and it's, and it's always a big deal when Tony shows up in these movies, but it's been a few years since Iron Man three came out and Iron Man three was not the best (laughs) MCU movie. So in your opinion, is the Iron Man series as important to the franchise now as it was nine years ago when it when it was basically the linchpin for the first Avengers movie and that whole first uh, you know the whole first chapter of the Avengers. Um, I, I I think absolutely it, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't think Iron Man is as vital as he would have been, you know six movies ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're counting on the fact that uh, Robert Downey Jr. That came out wrong. Robert Downey Jr. uh, (laughs) has the charisma uh, to kind of hold the whole thing together. And that's, that's kind of what they've been using him as. Um, And I think that's why Iron Man three really didn't work that well because they tried to go do the, the classic, let's take the, the 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 superhero and knock him down to his base level and just kick him around for a bit and yeah. people don't want that from Tony Stark you know even though that's what the comics are all about and you know his alcoholism and all of that stuff um, they just you know it, it's to me it was like with Batman um, the Dark Knight Rises where it was two thirds of the movie was emo Bruce Wayne and then we finally get a little bit of Batman at the end and I didn't like that because I went to see Batman I don't care about emo Bruce Wayne I also right. don't care about repentant Tony Stark um, and, and you know it, they keep you know making him create uh, um, Ultron and you know trying to trying to make it's like they're trying to make him the balance point of the franchise but I don't know that that's necessary anymore um, and you know, every it seems like every other month we're hearing that Downey's done with it, and no, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Uh, so I don't know. I honestly, I have no inside info. I haven't seen any any stories about Downey's in, Downey's out, Downey's up, down, whatever. Um, so I, the thing is, all of these guys are coming, and 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 the one lady. <laughs> I guess there's two now. Uh, well, I guess Scarlet Witch, I forget her name, but uh, she's not coming to the end of her contract yet. But everybody else is coming real close to the end of the movie deals they made. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've heard a lot of them say, when this is done, I'm going to go just eat a bag of Cheetos and sit on my couch for a month <laughs> instead of <laughs> yeah. living in the gym for you know, you know, know, nine months out of the year. Uh, and I wouldn't blame them at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there are so many other heroes that they could bring in. They don't have to recast the characters. Like, I, I guess maybe it'd be hard to, to do it without Captain America, but there have been how many of him? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, they could. Yeah, definitely, they they could easily uh, write their way around that. I just it, it just seems strange to me to keep uh, tie, trying to tie a franchise together with a character that you're not even planning on making a solo movie with anymore. <laughs> well, well, you know the thing. The thing is, and and Chris, I'll I'll shut up in just no, a no, second. That's fine. That's, keep going. <laughs> All of these quote unquote solo movies have not been. You know, I haven't seen Ragnarok yet, but I already know that Hulk's in there at least. Um, you know, all of the Captain America movies, 
except for the first one involved uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye and and various you know a uh, 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 birdie guy um, Falcon oh, hell. Falcon Falcon thank you yeah. um, you know birdie there, the, the, the the hero whose name is the title of the film is the focus of the film but there's still ensemble casts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know that we need another Iron Man movie, and I don't know that we need to see Gwyneth Paltrow back at all. But um, no, I can do without that. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's more of my <laughs> her off-screen insanity than anything else for me. But um, I don't. I, that's the thing I don't understand about the MCU is why they still keep pretending that they're making solo movies. All right, can because they're not. Can I weigh in on that? Please do. Yes. <laughs> To speak to your point and to answer Sean's question, I don't think that the Marvel movie verse hinges on Iron Man at all. I think it hinges entirely from their point of view on Downey. The more Downey, God damn it, the more Downey, the better, <laughs> as far as they're concerned, because they think that he is what brings people into the theater. So as long as we can shoehorn Iron Man into the narrative somehow, doesn't make a difference if we get an Iron Man 4. I don't think people are especially looking for it. They just want to have a heap and help and a Tony whenever we can get it. I think another um, weakness of the MCU is that, in my opinion, their best character is Captain America, but they don't know what to do with him beyond, beyond his origin. So they've used him mainly as grist to bring the entire cinematic franchise into new realms. Like if you saw uh, Winter Soldier... It was all about the destruction of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Cap is in the center of that, and that makes sense because he is, you know, the premier S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's bigger MCU drama. And then you look at Civil War, and it's the ensemble, it's Avengers 2.5. So they don't, you know, it, it, I think Captain America has now just become an excuse for upheaval. And as long as you have, oh, look, there's, there's Iron Man, there's Downey snarking it up. And there are all the heroes that you like in Golly gee, there's Spider-Man. Isn't that great? Mm. Um, I, I, I think it's a natural progression because the movies now, the movieverse has grown to the point where it's its own organic thing. And it's almost like keeping that convention of um, a movie per character is almost like keeping the convention of a comic book title. Like we have a Thor book, we have a, a, an Iron Man book, we have a Hulk book, we have a Black Widow book. They all sell to varying degrees, and it's almost like the MCU has grown out of and evolved out of that model. I don't know if it's especially if they especially need it anymore besides to brand these films as something unique because they need to give it a title. But unless it's something like Captain Marvel, which is coming up, or Black Panther, which introduces a new character, it's almost becoming moot because you know all of the characters and you expect them and you want them to interact organically because they all live in the same world. It'd be kind of weird if Spider-Man was fighting uh, – what's, what's uh, Michael Keaton's character's name, even though they never said it? The Vulture. Vulture. Yeah. And, and one of the A-heroes <clears throat> didn't pop in. You know, wouldn't <clears> – <throat> So I I, kind of like that they're doing it that way. I just wish they would maybe throttle back on Tony a little bit because they're overusing him. Yeah. Well, this next movie is going to be just – I guess it's going to be everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody that's been associated with Marvel movies at all is just – they're going to show up in one way or another in this next movie. It's going to be crazy. But 
Are they still planning? Is it still going to be two movies, or are they just doing the one? It's movie still two. Now? No, it's no, two. It's still two. It's still two. Okay. Yeah. We're the Millennial Falcon Podcast, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. We're hosted by Anya Crittenton, Hwai Chen Bui, and Willoughby Dobbs. The three of us met in college, bonding over Game of Thrones and Disney. While we've moved past Game of Thrones, we now bond once a week in a podcast that covers everything from superheroes to musicals to summer reading to Pokemon Go. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Falcon Podcast and listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Come for the hot takes. Stay for the snark and puns. And the friendship that lasts forever. Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we're the hosts of the World War G podcast. And we know Sean and John do great things, but if you need just that little bit more nerd in your life, a little bit more geek in your week, then head on over to worldwarg.podbean.com where we talk about everything from movies and television, comic books and video games. Check us out at worldwarg.podbean.com. Back to you, Sean. La 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 Fighting for a better tomorrow, tomorrow. Hear the sounds of freedom fade into oblivion. Open your eyes, wake up, your body is cold. We've been haunted, we've been haunted by life we never wanted. Playing games we will never All right, uh, let's move on to another topic, and this is this is the heavy topic. So let me ask you guys a question: What do the following people have in common? <laughs> Brett Ratner, Steven Seagal, Charlie Sheen, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K. You want me to keep going? <laughs> Slime bags. Uh, Scum buckets. Yeah. Let me give a little bit of warning to the audience. We're going to talk about the sex abuse epidemic, and, and there will be words spoken that you don't normally hear on Cosmic Potato. So if you don't like hearing words like molestation and genitalia or things like that, you may want to turn the show off now and uh, just come back and, next and week. But I can't promise to keep my rage under control. I will try. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I may say some bad words, too, that Sean might have to bleep. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll, but we, I'll try it, to behave. It's, it, I mean, because it is a serious subject, and, and uh, I wanted to talk about it a little bit tonight. Um, I'm going to approach it. From a little bit of a different angle, because the, the it's one it's one thing to talk about this kind of stuff uh, that's poisoned Hollywood, but really, if you think about it, this is not new. It's been going on for decades. It's just this finally is the foundation getting, of Hollywood. Yeah, it's just finally getting to the point where there's a light being shined on it, and it's and it's showing us things about people that we like that we didn't know before or we didn't want to know before, and now that we do know it. We have to make decisions for ourselves what we're going to do with that information. 
um, are I mean, obviously, uh, most people that n- know things about Kevin Spacey now that they didn't know before are saying, well, I'm not watching Kevin Spacey movies anymore. Now, there's no law that says that you have to do that. You can still watch Kevin Spacey movies if you want, you know, but it's just, it's a personal choice. Um, you guys, I mean, you can chime in anytime you want to, but we're just, I mean, we're just going to have like a roundtable discussion just talking about what's going on. I, I would like to, to uh, while you guys were talking about Thor, uh, I was just sort of drifting around uh, the internet a little bit. And found a very interesting story uh, because I don't know if, if y'all heard about it. A couple days ago, a rumor came out that Gal Gadot had said that she would not return as Wonder Woman if Brett Ratner had anything to do with the sequel. Uh, this was a rumor. Uh, Warner Brothers re- replied with one word, false. Um, you know, a lot of people were, rep- were reporting it as if it was a fact. I was saying that I really, if this is true, uh, I think Gal Gadot is awesome. I think she is the, the actress herself is a wonderful role model, and I, you know, I, I have raved about how wonderful the movie Wonder Woman was from a not necessarily from a cinematic standpoint. It had some real flaws, but from a positive female-driven uh, superhero who you know just blew all the expectations out of the water in my opinion I, it, gal gadot is the full package because you know she's a she's you know former israeli army as most most israeli citizens are they all uh, service is compulsory but she was like uh she was like a a, 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 a i don't know a fight teacher or whatever you call that yeah <laughs> um, yeah uh, you know she's a badass even without the wonder woman costume uh so if this had turned out to be true i would it would have just been like the icing on the cake Turns out that Warner Brothers had already broken ties with Radner. He's got a he's he and his production company ha, are going to have nothing to do with further Warner Brothers or at least the Wonder Woman movies. Maybe nothing else. Um, and in an interview on the Today Show, Godot says, "Quote: The truth is, there are so many people involved in making this movie. It's not just me." And they all echoed the same sentiments. So everyone knew what was the right thing to do, but there was nothing for me to say because it was already done before this article came out. Unquote. So she did not say that. She did. The rumor was false in that she did not say, "I won't do the movie if he's involved." But what's happening is he's not involved. You know, nobody wanted to work with him anymore, so yeah, he's yeah. gone, which is good. Um, the I saw a letter today that uh, we'll probably address on the, the Simply Syndicated Movie News this weekend because last week, uh, one of my co-hosts I wasn't I wasn't on that particular show. Uh, they were talking about how some of the allegations that have been listed, specifically uh, Dustin Hoffman, right, um, was. You know, he didn't assault, he didn't molest, he just was being wildly inappropriate to somebody. Um, and they were like, oh, well, that doesn't really rise to the level of harassment or, uh, or um, you know, assault or whatever. And they under uh, understandably got some flack for that. And I kind of, I negated it as well when I came back on the show because I disagreed with what they were saying. Uh, because it's not up to us it's not up to anyone else to say what is abuse right you know, some people i you know i know a lot of people that are like why didn't that what you know with the the, the louis ck stuff and, and these are women who are like well you know if i was there i would have just walked out or 
that wouldn't have bothered me that much that it would have scarred me for life or anything like that. But that's not your call to make. Um, you know, I have a friend who lives in New York who uh, was traumatized by a guy who decided to whip it out on the subway. Uh, and she's, you know, this happened a week and a half ago, and she's still very upset by it. Now, she she also took video of this dude and turned it into the police, and they're looking for him. But you can't say what traumatizes somebody else. You can't say, oh, well, that was just, you know. And And we got this letter supporting my, my co-hosts who were kind of, I don't want to say they were trivializing some of this, but they were, they were saying, you know, this doesn't, isn't as bad as some of this other stuff. And he was, he, this, this guy, and, and I can't wait to go off on him when I go back on the show. Um, he was like, well, they should know, you know, a sewer worker doesn't complain because he's swimming through poop. You know, that's part of the job. And someone who's in Hollywood shouldn't, you know, they should know what to expect. Like, no, that is so wrong. I, I'm, uh, Chris, you, you're, you're an author, right? Yeah. Okay. So you you may have seen you know some of this. I work in. I'm a theater professional. I've I've been working in the entertainment industry my most of my life, all of my adult life, and the the quote unquote casting couch jokes and stuff. They've always been there. It's always been sort of assumed that it's there, and that's wrong. You know, I've never had a situation where I had to look the other way or I ignored. Uh, stuff like that. I've never really worked above that, you know, at that level where where the the the, the big guns were were doing that shit, or at least not that I was aware of. Sorry, stuff. Um, but any one of us who knew about anything like that and didn't do anything, didn't say anything, or just said, "Well, that's the way it is," that's wrong, and that's where we have to start by stomp on, uh, stomping out this stuff. Yes, these slime bags who who treat women and some men um, like their personal property or use their power, use their positions to say, you will do this for slash to me or you will never work in this town again. Uh, and that happens all the time. It's still happening. And the list of big name celebrities that are coming out that, you know, they are where they are because they said, all right, fine, I'll do it. Um, it's appalling. And it goes back, Judy Garland was killed by this crap, for crying out loud. Uh, you know, when she was, she was what, 16, doing The Wizard of Oz, and coked out of her mind, and, and they had her on amphetamines so that she wouldn't gain weight, and there was, you know, I, I don't know all of the stories, but from what I've heard, it was, it was a horrible working environment, and that was normal then, and apparently still today. And I don't, I will not, tolerate anyone trying to normalize or say, well, they knew what they were getting into. No, nobody should have to do or deal with that just to get a paycheck. Yeah, the the thing about the uh the thing about Dustin Hoffman is that yeah, I mean he didn't physically do anything to this girl, but this girl was seventeen at the time. Yeah. You know, and he definitely used his position of power because this this happened in the early 90s, I think. She said it was when he was filming uh, Death of a Salesman, which was a the TV version that came on CBS back in the early 90s, I think. So he was already, I mean, he was a big star at that time. It, it wasn't like this was like early in his career or whatever. So definitely he was using his position of power to make this girl uncomfortable. 
Even if even and, if he was just doing it because he got off on making her uncomfortable, you know, that's that's still wrong. Even if he had no notions that he was going to do anything physically to her, it's still wrong to do that. Yeah. And he, and it wasn't just him. He was in a room full of his buddies. Yeah. And so she was, you know, she was made to feel extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't recall the details of the story, but I think it drove her out of the business. She she left and didn't go back, if I'm, if I'm remembering right. Um. You know, it's my. Are you all familiar with the term microaggressions? Um, is that like passive aggressive? No, it's it's more things like when when uh, like when you say, "Oh, you you run like a girl." Oh, so yeah. every every playground put down. Uh, kind of, yeah, but when it when it goes past the playground, or you know, when when guy, you know, when, when people say, "Oh, that's gay," yeah, uh, or. Uh, you know stuff like that, or or things like to say you know you gypped somebody out. You got oh I got gypped. Uh, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that's an incredibly racist thing mm-hmm. um, because it's gypped is short for is a, is an insult to the Romani, the gypsy people. And I'm um, probably guilty. I've probably said that on this show and didn't even realize. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, it you know it's little things like that, but it's it's endemic of the culture. Of you know, you know, thanks, honey. Nice rack, whatever. And mm-hmm. it, you think, oh, it's just harmless, quote unquote, locker room talk. But it's coming from a, you know, it's punching down, and you never punch down. You know, it's it's okay to make fun of someone who's more powerful than you are, uh, but you don't you don't crap on someone below you or treat someone below you like. They are your servant or they are your property or they owe you something if you're going to do something for them. And it's that it's that culture, mm-hmm. that underlying belief that I have power, therefore I have the right to do this, that has to go away. Yeah, well, it's funny what, what struck me as so ironic about the latest allegations against Kevin Spacey is – and not even allegations. I mean he's admitted to, admitted to them, but – when Rick, you're talking about that that sort of power being endemic in Hollywood, that that absolute power that that people think that they can treat other people like their possessions, and you'll never work in this town again unless. And Spacey was in a movie that epitomized that. It was called Swimming with Sharks with Frank Whaley, and he played the mm-hmm. the stereotypical Hollywood um, power broker who was a complete and utter jerk and ass and abusive, you know, personality to everybody that was below him. I mean, and of course the movie takes it to the point where Whaley kidnaps him and tortures him and stuff like that. But I mean, at at the same time, this is not news. Everybody knows that that's the way the town works, but what did, I think that what's really stirred the pot with this and it's made it more relevant than it maybe would have been, or at least more buzzworthy let's say that is the fact that you have this this divide of the culture now where you have holier than thou celebrities coming out against um, trump and trump supporters for being somehow morally deficient well now look who's throwing stones in a glass house and it emboldens anybody that says well they're just a bunch of hypocrites it's everywhere and it just brings the conversation down to well you're doing it too not why are we doing this not what the hell is going on here but see you're just as bad as we are I mean, Sean, can I just say, you can bleep this as as much as you want, but when you have a president that says, I grab them by the pussy and kiss Mm -hmm. them, and and they like it, 
because I can. I mean, that emboldens a, a, a certain segment of the population to say, hey, yeah, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. And then right. you, have, you have celebrities coming out saying how horrible it is. And, you know, everybody sees this as, as a like sort of this left wing kind of uh, erudition, this, this snobbery, you know, and all of a sudden – all of these allegations are coming out. It started with with the Weinstein thing, but that was just what what tipped what 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 tipped the domino. And now a lot of people are coming out and saying, "Hey, yeah, it happened to me too. It happened to me too." And now it's just a bunch of finger pointing. See, see, it's everywhere. It's not just us. You're just as bad. And it's just, I don't know that we'll ever be able to rise above that that nonsense. Because it's still going on. When this dies down, it's still going to go on. Because anybody yeah. that amasses an, uh, an amount of power where they have control over how somebody can make a living, there are some people that are going to abuse that. So I, I, I don't know where, where we go from here. I'm, try, I'm trying to – my problem with this is I'm trying to find the point of the conversation. We all know it's wrong. We all know it's bad. Yet we all admit to the fact that – once it dies down, it's still going to happen. Well, the the and, and I've I've heard the similar arguments, and you're right. There, this is not going to go away completely. But do we say just because we can never cure cancer, we shouldn't try? I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to stop it. I'm just saying, how do we effectively address this topic beyond lamenting? That's my that's my point. If they I, keep I, doing I, like what, what they're what. If they keep doing what they're doing now as far as putting their foot down when the rumors come out, like uh, like what happened with this movie, All the Money in the World, that's supposed to come out next month, they found out all this stuff about Kevin Spacey. This movie was finished. It was in the can. It's supposed to come out next month. And, and he was going to be campaigned for an Oscar for his performance in this film. Well, they completely erased him out of the film. Said, no, forget it. You're not even, you're not going to be in this movie. Cause if we leave you in it for one thing, we're not going to make any money with it because nobody wants to go see your movies right now. Mm-hmm. So completely erased him out of the movie and they're going to replace him with another actor. And if they keep doing things like that, then I'm hoping that it'll kind of clean out some of the, some of the, the riffraff out of Hollywood. Yeah. But I mean, you also have, uh, look at look at the what happened with Woody Allen. Yet everybody's still lining up to to be in his movies. Um, yeah. Look at I mean some of the most liberal points of view you'll, you'll ever find on the View, and this goes back years and years. But Whoopi Goldberg saying that Roman Polanski, well, it wasn't rape, rape. Because yeah. why? Because he's an esteemed director. I, 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 there is a double standard, and Hollywood does give a lot of leeway into protecting its own. So the, the, the criticism is not wrong. Like I said, I just, maybe you're right, Sean. I mean, you boycotts and everything, but that's, that's something of the moment. I think it's going to be, you even want to say you want it to be like a cultural change. Like it's almost like ridiculous when you're watching Mad Men and you see the level of misogyny, just the casual misogyny that was part of everyday life, even though it's a, that's a dramatization of what things right. were like back then. It's still going on. So, I mean, we've progressed in so many ways. And that conversation, we've been having that conversation for the last 40 years. Yet, And it's getting better. It's, get, it, it's uh, getting a lot better. Yeah. And now it's finally it's you know, I you know I, I you know we're we're of an age. I'm older than you guys, but 
you know we're, we we've all been around long enough to have seen the the beginning of the sexual harassment in the workplace will no longer be tolerated uh and we've seen it go from you know all right just go watch this video about about sensitivity to people losing their jobs for being assholes mm-hmm. um and it's been gradually building to the point where finally it's getting into the upper echelons where people are saying i you know i think chris you're absolutely right this is part of the backlash over you know you uh, there's been memes going around kevin spacey uh you know accused of molestation career over with donald trump admits to molestation made president of the united states yes there is definitely something very wrong about that um but that that's I, I think that you know Trump's presidency addresses a whole different problem with the country. Um, I think that's just one symptom of it. But this this the intolerance that should exist for this sort of behavior is finally getting up into the upper echelons where people who thought that they were untouchable, the Harvey Weinsteins and the Brett Ratners. That's the thing. It's like we're unassailable. I mean, we we are – it's almost – you think about um, Bonfire of the Vanities where Sherman McCoy considered himself the master of the universe or a master of Mm -hmm. the universe because he was in the upper strata. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that there is still a level above them where they're like, (laughs) you fall on your sword, dude, because – we're we're bigger than you and you know we're still you know doing whatever we want yes that will always be the case especially in the US where uh you know things the deck is so stacked to get you know for, or for the rich and the powerful but that doesn't you know i i think we still need to fight this fight and you know in politics and in the entertainment business reputation for the most part is everything um you know most of these people, what they did is not necessarily actionable or the statute of limitations has run out. So there's never going to be a criminal case against him. You know, Weinstein actually has some rape allegations. So, you know, he may face a trial. Right. But a lot of these guys just did stuff that almost crossed the line into criminal, but not quite. Um, you know, Louis C.K., what he did was horrible, but he never touched anyone. So... While while you know you may th- think one way or the other about whether what he did was illegal, it was not. It was just if you're not fam- if you don't know what happened with Louis C.K. folks, he has been. Uh, it's been a quote unquote open secret in in comedy circles for years, and he's it's finally been brought to light that his thing was to uh, essentially masturbate in front of women who didn't want him to. Um, but he never touched anyone. He never raped anyone. He just. Right whipped it out and spanked in front of them and and uh so there's no there's no legal recourse but when this stuff is coming out their career is essentially done um and i you know there if there are people saying well what about the the occasional innocent who you know it's just somebody trying to to you know clear out a vendetta or something that's going to happen uh but i think for every false accusation that may or may not happen there are a dozen or more real ones that need to be brought out um you know sean there was a there was a debate on facebook this afternoon with a friend of yours you were you were talking about this and he and he was kind of going on from the uh well you know we can't if we believe everyone then that just makes it carte blanche for anyone to accuse anyone of every of, of anything um 
you know, I, it, it can't, it's not an all or nothing deal. I think we have to take every allegation seriously and then look look further into it for, for more evidence. You know, when I heard about Louis C.K., for years there have been rumors about his activities, but no one said anything specifically until a New York Times or yeah, New York Times article came out last week. And he always just said, I'm, I'm not going to talk about these rumors. But it was an open secret in just about every comedian you know that, you know, watch out for CK. He's going to whip it out on you, if, uh, you know. Um, well, I think also it's important, Rick, to say that Louis C.K. spoke up in the article and said these are all absolutely true. He, he admitted to it. He admitted to it. Yeah, yes, so, uh, I'm not so I'm not so thrilled with his as thrilled with his mea culpa as some. Oh, people. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, what, what I'm saying, and I'm not saying you like, are. Yeah, he's he's yeah. not denying um, it any longer. Yeah, he, he fessed up. Yeah, yeah. So. But like George Takei was accused of being of. I don't think I don't think he's the, the guy is saying that he drugged him, but he's like saying 30 years ago he he went back with Takei to Takei's apartment mm-hmm. and he got drunk and passed out and woke up and Takei had pulled his pants off and was groping him. Um, Takei flat out denied it, and right now as as far as I know, it's a he said he said situation. Um, and barring any more evidence coming up. I'm inclined to believe Takei when he says it didn't happen. He doesn't, he's not even sure if he knows this guy or ever met him. Um, now, granted, I am more uh, more inclined to be to think more generously of Takei because he's you know uh, I, you know I'm a Star Trek fan and I've I've been a, a follower of him on social media for years and I've read his autobiography and everything he has put out about himself i'm not going to say i know him at all but every all of the stuff he has said about himself everything i've heard him say in public uh, makes me believe that this would be wildly out of character for him whereas i've watched a lot of louis ck stand up when i heard the rumors and i was like yeah i have no problem believing he does that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but uh, and here's the here's the funny thing rick having uh, been a howard stern fan most of most of my life Listening to to Takei, the way he spoke on that show, uh, very candidly about certain aspects of um, those times when he was closeted but living in the homosexual community, I don't know that I have any problem believing um, the allegations that have come that have come out against him. It doesn't mean that he doesn't still, you know, he's still who he is. He's still the crusader that he's been for gay rights. But why does it have to be either or? I'm not, and I'm not giving, see, this is such a, this is a minefield. I'm not giving anybody a pass. I just think it's, it's, it's sad that we're having this discussion in the 21st century, but that's also a cop out. It's just like, well, of course we are because people are people and there are good people and there are bad people. And oftentimes people are both good and bad. So, where does it come in? I mean, Sean, I know that your policy is once an allegation comes out, you basically wash your hands of that actor. So you'll never watch another Kevin Spacey movie again just because of what has come to light? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a a personal decision on my part just because I have known people that have been abused mm-hmm. and when they came out and told people, they weren't believed. And then... It ruins their reputation, but it also create. In my opinion, it creates more victims because that person that abused them is able to keep going on and doing what they were doing. And other people might see that and say, "Well, he got away with it. I can get away with it." 
you know, mm-hmm. and and it, and it's just a it's just a whole level of abuse that just keeps going and going. So I just I personally have a policy that if I hear not necessarily rumors, but you know, like like uh, well, I want to call him Stamets, but it's Anthony Rapp. The way he <laughs> when he came out, and then another person came out. When you've got three, five, ten people coming out, and all of their stories are kind of the same. Then at that point, I'm like, yeah, you know, they they probably did that because I was on Bill Cosby's side at the, at the beginning. I thought that he was getting a bad rap, but when it got to be 50 women all saying that he did this, yeah, 15 of them might have been lying, but I don't think all of them were lying, you know. So so yeah, I don't watch the Cosby Show anymore, and that's and that was a staple of my childhood. I watched the Cosby Show all the time when I was a kid. Uh, Kevin Spacey movies. There's a lot of them that I love, you know, but I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to watch him anymore just because, you know, I when I look at him, I'm going to say, you know, he tried to rape a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it just and, and when you look at Corey Feldman, I saw Corey Feldman on Dr. Oz and he's been the butt of jokes most of his, most of his life because I mean, honestly, he's he's kind of weird. You know, he's a weird guy. But when you hear the stories that he tells of the abuse that he that was inflicted upon him and on Corey Haim, and really to hear him tell the stories on Dr. Oz, I believed what he was saying. You know, he just sounded like he was telling the truth. And, you know, a lot of kids that go through this when they're when they're young, it messes them up for life, you know, especially if they're not if they're not treated, they treat themselves because they get into drugs and they get into alcohol and they become overly sexual when they're older and, and things like that. So. So, yeah, I mean, that that particular part of it, especially, yeah, the the, the abuse against women is is awful. The abuse against kids, just something about it just really uh, gets to me and, and, and the, the whole Kevin Spacey thing, I think has, uh, affected me a lot more than some of the other stories. Okay. All right. I'm just, the reason I ask you is not to put anybody on the spot. Um, like I said, at the outset, I think we all agree that this is wrong and horrible and needs to stop. My whole thing with this is, is number one, I don't follow a lot of mainstream press because I find it just angers, depresses, or annoys me. So I'm not, as up on this stuff as maybe a lot as as either of you guys are but i just come to a point in trying to discuss this where i say number one beyond knowing that it's wrong what do we do besides okay we boycott we do this we do that but how is it going to change and what can i contribute and i just find myself flummoxed i don't know i just i i don't know Sean, I, I come on your show to talk about, you know, robots fighting aliens. <laughs> and you got me talking about sexual abuse and, you know, <laughs> and misogyny. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm at sea. I, I, so when I ask you guys, okay, well, what, how do you handle it? Because quite frankly, I, I don't have the, the equipment to, to discuss this. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I, I, I wanted to answer that question earlier. I knew there was something that when I, I went off on one of my... my monologues i lost <laughs> i was and that you asked what can we do about it um for the people that are already out there you know the kevin spacey's and the weinsteins and stuff what we can do is what's happening is just stop giving them our money mm. um but are, are are you a parent i'm not i'm not and i think okay. that also colors I, the way i might look at this stuff yeah i i have a six-year-old daughter 
I also have a, a 20 year old stepdaughter, but she's, she's a special case. <laughs> but, um, you know, my six year old daughter, I am doing my best to raise her in a way that she, you know, she has, you know, like if she says she doesn't want to hug or a kiss, she doesn't get a hug or a kiss. Um, you know, we are trying to teach her that her body is her own to control. And, you know, we don't, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, our extended families live thousands of miles away. So we don't have the, you know, give Aunt Martha a kiss, baby girl, kind of that mm-hmm. crap going on. But, um, you know, I don't force affection on her. You know, if I want a hug, I'll ask her, can I give you a hug? And if she says no, I don't give her a hug. Um, and as she gets older, I intend to try, you know, try my best to raise her in a way that she won't feel like somebody else's desires are incumbent upon upon her to you know to put up with if i had a if i had a son i would be teaching them that all of this stuff you know nobody is out there for you to own to touch to do anything to without their explicit continued consent uh and consent is the you know understanding consent is the to me, in my opinion, the linchpin of all of this. If men and women alike understand what consent means and respect that, most of this will go away. Now, there are always going to be the aber, the, 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 the criminals. There's always going to be rapists. There's always going to be people who get off on making other people miserable or uncomfortable. And this, uh, you know, obviously educating the kids isn't going to fix that because that's a path, that's a pathology. Um, but the the you know to to use a phrase that I know that some some corners of the internet are trying to pretend doesn't exist. Rape culture is a thing, and it is we we are seeing the 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 top of it right now. Uh, and. You know, there's only so much we can do about people that are in their 40s and 50s and stuff. Their their ways are set. The only thing that can be done to them now is punitive. But if everyone who is a parent teaches their children that this is wrong and that this is not how a civilized society functions, you know, things will gradually get better. Things have gotten better since the 50s and the 60s. There's a good foundation laid. It just needs to continue. And I know that it, it doesn't feel like it's a lot, but it's, you know, it's like one of those things, like if everybody gave a penny to a, per, you know, if everyone in the country gave a penny to this one, to a, any given charity, they'd have more money than they could deal with after a while. You know, if everyone, there's so many of us that if we all do just a little bit, it'll make a big difference down the line. And we have to take, we have to look at the big picture. We have to, we in this country are terrible at looking ahead. We are all about the now. What can we do now? How can we fix it now? Um, not much, to be honest, but we can, we can plant the seeds of fixing it and we can make it better for our kids and their kids and, you know, and what's coming up. And that's why, you know, all this, the, the environment's going to hell because, short-sighted politicians are just looking at how do I maximize my my base and my funding now and you've got and none of them are looking down the line because they're all in their 60s 70s 80s they don't care about 20 years from now because they're not going to be here to see it they um, don't care about anything but getting, think getting reelected but you know well that's that too yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm giving them a a way huge benefit yeah. of a doubt here 
Um, but you know, the, the, the entertainment business, we have a unique power over them in that as powerful as they are inside their bubble, we control them because, you know, how many stars, if you go back even five years, they were, what was the guy that was in Terminator, uh, the, 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 the John Connor Terminator one, and uh, and and he was also in in Avatar, and it looked like he was going to be the big star, and he fizzled out after like a year and a half. Oh yeah, you know, I know. Ha- he's a, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that happens all the time, and no one. And Kevin Spacey is showing no one is immune from that. Now, probably he's got enough money banked from from a, a career that he could probably not work again for the next you know for the rest of his life and be just fine. Um, but someone who's younger, like Brett Ratner or some of these other people, they can't take the, you know, we, we need to create an atmosphere where they can't take the risk of, you know, I'm going to bang her, but is my career worth it? Mm -hmm. Whether she wants, you know, that, that, that has got to be the question they ask themselves. Yeah. But, and it's not even, I'm going to bang her. It's I'm going to assault her. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But it's not even just it's not even just women. Or him. Um, yeah. Who's the, yeah? Who's the guy that that was that's in that that uh, whatever nine one one show and he did the Old Spice commercials? The ex football player that's oh know, Terry Crews. Total yeah. Terry Crews. He was sexually assaulted by a guy at a party. Guy walked up and grabbed his dick. Yeah. Pardon my friend. He named him. Grabbed today. him by the junk. He named him today. I can't remember. It's some exec- Oh, did he? Some some executive okay. that I don't know who they are, but yeah, he did name him today. And Terry Crews said, you know, I could have just beaten him to death at that right there. But he would have been like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, six foot something ex-football player, black man beats up rich, uh, rich white executive. Who's going to jail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, who's the public going to believe? My career would have been over if I had said anything about that. So I just had to suck it up and let this dude grab my junk. You know, so it's not even necessarily a matter of training some, you know, having the, the, the physical ability to defend yourself because sometimes that's not the issue. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a, that's probably a good place to, to stop. Yeah, I'll go on for the, it. No, the, 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 the main thing to remember is that if we keep the discussion going, then it won't go away. You know, if we keep, yeah. if we keep talking about it, then it's not going to go away. So we need to keep doing that. And I do feel bad for, uh, some of the actors that are caught in the crossfire because like this movie that Louis CK was going to come out with, well, he's still coming out with it. But I love you. Daddy uh, was going to be theatrically released. Now it's not, it's probably going to just go on demand or whatever. And you got like Chloe Grace Moretz was in that movie and it was supposed to be like this big deal for her. And now she's caught in the crossfire of all mm-hmm. this stuff. So I feel bad for that, but yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure that you go to one of the places where the show is available. Maybe iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and a review so that we can help more people find the show. And if you'd like to get in touch with us and talk about this issue or anything else that you'd like to hear us talk about, then you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And our email is mail at cosmic potato.com. You can ju- you can send us a text message or a voicemail uh, as well. We, there's a it's a quick and easy way to comment if you want to do that. Just send us a text. Uh, make sure that you tell us your name in the text so that we can share it on the show and tell who you were. But our phone number is area code two zero five six four two eight three eight zero. And of course, you'll always be able to download the show or get in touch with us uh, through our website at cosmicpotato.com. Chris, thanks for being here this week. 
Thank you, Sean. I didn't expect such a heavy discussion, but I hope I hope I was able to contribute somehow. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about something more fun on the next episode, I'm sure. And uh, and Rick, as always, a pleasure. Uh, thanks, and uh, uh, Chris, I'm sorry if I if I uh, no 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 not at all I made it a bit dark. No, I just I, and you did contribute. And you absolutely as I did, indicated, it, it's just like this is so far out of my wheelhouse on the kinds of things I discuss. But I know it's like maybe the most important discussion that we can have. What do me? What 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 do I, Chris, have to add to this that's not obvious or trite? So I I just feel like you know let me take a back seat and listen and learn and and that's that's as equal. Or maybe more important in learning how to move past this stuff is just getting other points of view and changing who you are or shaping who you are based on what other people right. tell you. I don't know. I don't know. No. Well said. No, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, be sure to join us uh, next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say, You know, I haven't done a haiku in a while, so I'll do one now. That's it. That was the haiku. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. Still killing it, even knowing he's not here. Uh.